0: Hello, friends. I'm Dulce Sloan, and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week, we're talking about the 90s sitcom Hanging with Mr. Cooper. For five seasons, audiences watched the struggles of a high school teacher and basketball coach, Mr. Mark Cooper, as he balanced coaching, teaching, and and dealing with two beautiful female roommates. The show starred comedian Mark Curry as Mr. Cooper, Holly Robinson-Pete as Vanessa Russell, and Dawn Lewis as Robin Dumars. Today's guest is writer, actress, and comedian, Naomi Perrigan. Naomi is a comedian and writer. Her writing credits include HBO's Mrs. Fletcher, multiple seasons on Broad City, NBC's Great News, and CBS All Access series, No Activity. She appeared on ABC's Single Parents and is on Apple TV's Mythic Quest. She also has a half hour special on Comedy Central. Additionally, Naomi co-hosts the popular live show and podcast, Couples Therapy. I've done it before. You can catch my episode with Josh Johnson. All right, let's start the show. You picked Hanging with Mr. Coopers. Yes. Why did you choose to talk about this show today? Well, it's like you guys had already
1: covered so many shows, you know, that I did know and love. And then I just felt like I was just talking to somebody and I was like, do you remember that show Hanging with Mr. Cooper? And like this person did not remember what I was talking about. Like I had to really tee it up. I was like Mark Curry, basketball, Holly Robinson Pete. And then I was like, okay, no, 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 no. We cannot lose hanging with Mr. Cooper from the public consciousness. We need to talk about it as a community. Mark Curry was out here. That show was like, and then I was like five years. Honey, he's syndicated. Okay, Mark Curry's getting his residues. This was Mm. a real deal
0: show. And so... Oh, he's he's getting those residuals? Honey. Like Like a 90s residuals deal? Like... That kid, those kids from the comedy show are probably still eating today. Exactly. That's from what I'm those, saying. Man.
1: He did over a hundred episodes. And I remember just like, but then it was funny because he was somebody, you know, he had that show. But then I didn't really see him after that. Like he did more like little comedy stuff. But it was, I mm-hmm. felt like he had this show for five years and it was obviously popular. It was like on after Full House or some shit. And
0: because
1: well, like, yeah, because it he? was
0: I mean cuz the it was in that um like that Jeff Franklin like that guy who made Full yes. House. Yes. Made, Jeff Franklin made this show. Right. Cuz it was funny cuz after the first episode when the logo came up, it's funny what things you remember as a, mm-hmm. from like being a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when I started playing the first episode, I like when the music like when they went to start saying the lyrics, mm-hmm. I knew what the lyrics were.
1: Yes. and i talked
0: to my manager uh right before we were doing this and i told him we were watching it and he started singing like the newer theme song <laughs> yeah from season two it's like, and after and i was like wait a minute in vogue definitely i was like that's in vogue <laughs> that's in vogue also i was like i did not realize that holly robinson pete was real thin oh, oh my god no her in them She's little dresses the tiniest woman die. She As was a child, slit. I
1: wasn't built like that. Like, there's no... I know, I know. I've never had a flat stomach. So, like, I
0: truly don't understand that life. And she was just in the, literally this, a bone. Never in the history of my life, never in the, in the history of my American Christian black life have <laughs> I had, not had boobs and had a flat stomach. It's yeah. never occurred for me. Yeah. I've had yeah. a smaller, not flat stomach, right. but <laughs> no, it was wild. And what was so funny was, like, Cause like, what were some of your favorite moments from, cause we really watched, we were like, really looked into like the first and second episodes. Yeah. Um, so what were some of your favorite moments from those episodes? Well, I thought it was like, first of all, like
1: I love Dawn Lewis and like this came on, this was like right after, um, a different, different world went off the air. So she was like, okay, I'm going to come up in here, do a little something and everything she does. Like, it was like so dumb when she was like using like, like stretchy weight, you know and she was just like and it was like so much extra acting so much huffing and puffing and and i just like am obsessed with her like i think i wanted to be her when i was little like that was the career i wanted that's who i wanted to be i wanted to be jaleesa i wanted to Mm -hmm. be robin i just like love anything she has to say
0: because she always would give you uh anytime she talked she always gave you just a little bit of an attitude
1: which, like just a little
0: bit of the neck, just a little, and I'm just like, does she know she's doing this? Are they telling her to do, because I've always noticed that just her as an actress, like when she was doing a character, it's, yeah. Okay, it was always the, okay, let me tell you something. Like if she's telling you something, yes. the body's telling you something. She was because, an auntie,
1: even when she was like a college student. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, She's been an auntie since she was 12, is that kind of right. energy to me.
0: Because, like, I remember on A Different World, she was, like, an older student. Yeah, yeah. But I was just, like, she's not that. Okay, y'all are 18, but she's probably 22. Right, like, right. Like, she's not that much, maybe 24. Like, she's not that much older than the rest of y'all. But it was so interesting because it's, like, the, um, the first episode, the pilot, because it came on. I was, like, that's not the house that they were in. And then. Yes, exactly. Alan Thick makes the cameo yes because they were using the growing pain set and he was like do you need a white guy which was very funny it was but it was the it was the family picture and he was like oh this is y'all okay i thought this was just one of the pictures that came with the frame um because i remember my mom didn't really like us watching that show because there were never any black people on it
1: yeah yeah
0: um, but I do remember Alan Thicke. I remember, you know, what was his name? Kirk Cameron. They're trying to make him a heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonardo then, DiCaprio at towards the end of Growing Pains. Oh, he was on that,
1: wasn't he? He was like a homeless kid or some kid they took in. It was like something that happened and Leonardo always, DiCaprio showed up.
0: Well, that's when you knew like a show was like heading, like, it was like, okay, this show's about to get canceled. It was like <laughs> when, on um, family members, when they, like the kid 3J showed up three J. yeah at the end of family matters there was some kid i don't know if he was like a foster kid or but he was like a younger child okay that they had who started like hanging out with them or staying with them and i was just like oh he's the stony jackson of this all right they're about <laughs> to get canceled i cannot remember who i was talking it was like a comic who'd been working like for years um what is it so ah fuck it. what's his name is that white dude who was also on Two Two Seven?
1: White dude on Two Two Seven. Yeah,
0: there was a white dude on Two Two Seven.
1: blocked s- him
0: out. No, his name was his last name starts with an S. Anyway, I think I was talking to him one time because uh, he was at like the one of the clubs in Atlanta, and he was telling me that uh, if Stony Jackson—no, it wasn't him—I was talking to. I was talking to a comic from back in the day, and he was like, if Stony Jackson walked onto your set. (laughs) You knew you were getting canceled. (laughs) That's terrible to be a harbinger of death. Yes, like truly, it's just like, oh fuck, is that Stoney? Ugh, let me pay off my house right quick. Like, if Stoney Jackson's, and he had me cracking up. I was like, yeah, if Stoney Jackson fucking came, it's like, who's gonna be on? Who's our guest? Oh no, yeah, we're getting canceled. It was but so it was like the same it was like the same thing so it's like a stony jackson showed up or if like they've written they've written like another like a young kid into your show right out of nowhere it's like we need to put some fresh blood on the show and it's just right, like, no, just let right. these people live their lives um and then the opening credits come in and i realized that i still knew the words <laughs> to them and i was like okay come on in vogue um and don lewis and holly robinson pete they also sang
1: too they also sang too it was like they were singing like in vogue was the backup to them that again this is a powerful show and vogue was just hanging out
0: doing the theme song right and it's like okay but i did think it was i do wonder what because it's like not only did you have them barry sobel that's what his name is (laughs) I was like, I know it's a B. It was like buried. I know it's an S something. Um, I think my brain, my quarantine brain, I think it might be like pregnancy brain. We Oh just no, like- I
1: agree. Core, core brain is real. I had a moment where I was, we were like walking down the street and this kid was skateboarding and his skateboard like went into the sewer and I could not think of the word sewer. So I called it Pennywise's house. <laughs> that was literally the first thing that came to me. I was like, Pennywise's house? I don't even like it and yet that was the first thing and I was like quarantine brain that's it I can't I don't know words what are people where am I
0: listen my grammar has been affected slightly um like truly like I feel like like the other day uh I was thinking about like I said losses instead of lose (laughs) yeah Yeah. I've been putting four in the wrong place in sentences I'm like (laughs) It's like, but I remember, like, but I would also hear that growing up, it's like, you know, for to go to the store, for to go outside. I don't know if it's like just southern brains kicking in, <laughs> or if it's just like my brain's like, oh, girl, we don't need none of this. No. So, you know, they wanted that show to work because Alan Thicke made an appearance in the beginning of the first episode. And they put the show on the Growing pain set. Maybe they didn't want to build a set for a show that they didn't think would go. Well, for
1: the pilot, right? So for the pilot, they were like, let's just do this for now. But then the second episode, because I was like, when I watched I was like, this is not the set I remember. But then the second episode is like, okay, now we're a show. But the thing about it, both episodes, it, I don't feel like I never saw this before. Like I didn't I didn't see this in 90 shows before. The way there's like that direct address to the audience. It's like, hey, I'm Mark Curry. This is a yes. new show come on in like it was just so like setting up and then the second episode is like what's up this is
0: episode two we got a new set like it was so yeah because i loved it because like he's like all right now here's where my bedroom is let's go upstairs and you've seen like the sound guy sitting at the top of the set with the boom mic and he's like y'all didn't pay enough rent for upstairs and i was like okay (laughs) i guess it was just confirmation that we all know that there's nothing upstairs right correct I love it. I love it. Breaking that fourth wall left and right. I love left breaking up a fourth right. wall because, you know, I think, um, Zach Morris was always the best to do it. Of course. Of course. Giving you a breaking of the fourth wall. Um, also whenever I think about Zach Morris, I always think of the, uh, Funny or die series. Zach Morris is trash. Um, <laughs>
1: I've not seen
0: that girl. It is up. It is hilarious. It breaks down like an episode of saved by the bell. Where it's just like, Zach did this fucked up thing. And then Zach did this <laughs> fucked up thing. And then Zach did this fucked up thing. And then he was fine. And somebody else took all the consequences. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> and then it's over. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is how I always thought he was the first fucking Bart Simpson. Like, yes. truly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm not into pranksters as a concept. I'm you not into I mean? pranksters.
0: I'm not like, also into people who wreck cars and get their friends to fix it uh gets their friend addicted <laughs> to speed like just wild
1: yeah yeah yeah, <sighs> yeah 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 ferris bueller types it's like i don't know if you have all that kind of time part of me is like you know what maybe you need to skip a few grades be
0: challenged academically because there should be no time for you to do all these like elaborate schemes very much schemifying very much schemifying i don't like it i don't like a scheme all right y'all we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. What did you think of uh, Mr. Cooper's
1: very large suit jackets?
0: Listen, <laughs> I think I've seen Mark Curry in person. He's not yes. a small man. Okay. Okay. So, because you can't tell, because he has a, I played basketball body.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So,
0: I think the jackets were as big as they were supposed to be. <laughs> no, no, no. They, not- were, they were oversized because that was a style yes. in the 90s with yes. a colorful, oversized jacket. I can tell you that man is very tall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when the little girl said in the second episode, can you sit down? It's hurting my neck to look up at you also a very young journey smollett journey smollett giving us the work doing the work
1: she's really been here for forever
0: forever and then the little boy so now we're talking about the uh, second episode um michelle tanner it's a
1: crossover they exist in the same cinematic universe san francisco to oakland if you will
0: yes so (laughs) because that's literally what it is they do live in oakland and then um full house they live in san francisco also another show that my mother did not really let us watch yeah, V White, V White, I got it. V White. Also, as I've said on the podcast before, she did not like the fact that it was three grown men in the house with three young girls. She was not <laughs> a fan. She knew. She knew
1: immediately. Someone right. She says someone right. Uncle Joey. She was always suspect of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. He was. He she was, was like, like old oh, too, just... childish.
0: Mm. Like he was like trying to be a kid. Right. And she was just like, so wait, 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 wait. That's just the daddy homeboy. <laughs> Mm-mm. He named family? Nah. No, 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 no. She was not a fan. Um, But yeah, so it's... The jackets I love, the kids in that... Because like the three kids that had the main speaking parts in the second episode were all working kids at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That little boy was familiar. There
1: was like a little boy in it where I was like, I know him. I know
0: this kid. But yeah. like I've never seen him... Like, I think one, it was kind of like a Disney situation. Like, once he hit, like, 12, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was done. Yeah, put him in a closet, put him in a box, never speak of him again. Right, he's over. Um, But then, so, Omar Gooding, though, in the first episode... Yes. Omar Gooding's been working forever. Yes. Him and Bumper Robinson were definitely, like, my tv crushes like growing up really yes i love bumper robinson and i'm so (laughs) glad you know who the fuck i'm talking because so many people are like who that's amazing what i loved him because i remember when he was on uh amen and my mama to this day calls him clarence the so (laughs) fine because in her brain she's that's where he is um but yeah, I love the over. I love the oversized jacket. Yes, I love how the yes, '90s yes. was giving you just very much. Oh, suits no longer calm in black, blue, or brown. Yes, yes. We are not giving you an orange suit. A na- like just the a red suit, like very much. Suge Knight cover of the source situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like really goofy, and I feel like I've never actually seen. Mark Curry's just stand-up. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm assuming it's all, like, his persona, obviously. Like, in real life, he's very basketball. And, like, he, you know, and he's from Oakland and all that kind of stuff. So I know, like, the show is, like, his life. But that's the thing. Like, growing up, you know, I thought, you know, part of why I got into stand-up was I always wanted to be a performer. And growing Mm -hmm. up on the 90s shows, it's like every 90s show was a stand-up comic. You know? It was like you do stand-up. And then if you get really, really good, someone gives you a show at mm-hmm. some point. And that was the dream. And I was like, Mark Curry, he literally was just like, I'm gonna goof. And he was actually quite good. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you watch, especially those first episodes where you're like, babe, you're stiff, you don't know how to say words that aren't yours. But I thought he was just really, he, I thought he was winning me, little, little dimples. I always love a Mark Curry dimple.
0: Oh, very much. I also like that he was man-sized. Um. <laughs> Cause I did see at the end of the first episode that he was, it didn't say that he, he said consultant Mark Curry. And I was like, what role is that on a TV show? Right. Um, cause it also didn't say based on the comedy of, or based mm-hmm. on the life of, cause it said that Jeff Franklin created the show. I know. But
1: then like parts of his real life, like he created it, but he was like, okay. Basically was he just like, okay, I'm good at the Bay area. I should do something black now. You know what I mean? Like, after Full House had been a hit, he was like, okay, I guess we should do something else. And then he must have seen Mark Curry at a comedy club.
0: He had to, because it's like, when I I look at all of the, like, because a lot of the black shows were, like, black comics Mm -hmm. that got shows, but I can't think of a, like, I mean, also the biggest secret in Hollywood was that uh, the dad on Full House was, uh, like, Bob Saget was... A filthy comic. Well, that blew my mind when I find, when I discovered that. I discovered that later.
1: Like well oh, I was, I was like, like, Jesus Christ, Danny Tanner.
0: Filthy. And then um the dude who played uh Uncle Joey, I don't know if he was a comic before or he was trying to become a comic on the TV show. And then it was just like, Well, maybe let's see if this rides. Oh yeah, uh Coolie, rap. Yeah, somebody. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Coolier. He was like Dave a Canadian. Coo-Yay. Yeah, he was a Canadian comic. Yeah, it was a fun Canadian. Um but I do wonder, I'm like, I don't remember that many white comics. Well, cause like uh everybody loves Improve- Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond, Home Improvement. Yep. Sidebar loved home improvement. Um Wait, you were allowed to watch that? That was the whitest. I don't know why she let me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she liked it because it was like I it was a whole family. Yeah, I mean, also I I don't know if she liked it because of like the TV aspect of mm-hmm. it. Where it was like he had his own TV show and stuff like that. She didn't mind that. Yeah. Um, I could watch Roseanne. I don't think she had a problem with me watching white people in poverty. Um, <laughs> never had an issue with Roseanne. Um, and, but they also had black friends on Roseanne that would come on. They did? I never mm-hmm. watched Roseanne. See me like
1: I feel like I thought Roseanne was racist well before she made a rant on Ambient, on amb- quote unquote. Like I was like not into that show. I was not into the there, poor whites.
0: No, it wasn't because there was a guy that Jackie was dating or a friend of Dan's who was being racist and Dan got into it with him. Oh, interesting. So, and then there was like, it was a boyfriend that Jackie had that was abusive and Dan kicked his ass there was a manager at Becky's job who had said something out the way to her. She wouldn't kick... His, Dan wouldn't kick his ass. So, like, <laughs> if anyone did anything to the women in this family, Dan would be like, all right, where am I going? Uh, let me get my truck. Let me get my truck. Um, But, yeah, one of my favorite things that... But, yeah, so it was... I always think about the comics that get shows because it's like, I guess they figure, like, well, you can write your own material. Because people tell me that I'm a writer and I never... Like, I think they're talking about the context of, like, the Daily Show of me being a writer. I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. a writer. I'm not a WGA. I'm trying to be no writer's room. Um, yeah. But like, no, you write your own material. You're a comic. I'm like, yeah, but that's, like, my material. I know what like, you mean. I don't think I'm a writer either. I don't know why I
1: keep getting writing jobs. I wish people would just put me on TV because I actually really don't like, like, breaking story and stuff. Like, I can tell you about my life with some stank on it but that's just narcissism that's not Ah! like a writer you know what I mean I'm just like this is what happened and this is how I felt right and then it's like that's it but like I don't I don't feel like and I think I can come up with ideas as like concepts but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty I get very uh bored slash frustrated quickly
0: that's so interesting because you've written on so many shows (laughs) I know I know
1: well, this is the thing. It's like I hit a wall where it's like I do need income. Should I not be saying this on the record? It's like whatever. People we know I'd much... it out. <laughs> well, I say all the time, like when I like go to meetings, I'm always like, I wanna be acting. Like I literally will just I'm gonna just say it over and over until people mm-hmm. finally get it. So I just literally am like, no, thank you. Not right now. I mean, I like having my own ideas, but sitting in rooms, um... but I think that's also just the nature of being a comic, right? Like if what I started out doing was me. Right, I didn't sign up to do somebody else. You know what See? I'm saying?
0: And that's the campaign. Because I started out acting. I started acting when I was a kid. I got a theater degree. I didn't start doing stand-up until I was like 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was still acting at the same time. And doing kids' birthday parties. And um, <laughs> having running my own jewelry and, business. Yes. Mm-hmm. And helping my mother with whatever she was doing. So... I remember when I moved to L.A. and my manager was asking me if I wanted to do writing packets. We were at lunch and that was one of the first time I ever saw avocado toast. And I was like, what is this con job? Uh, Because I looked at him. I was like, did you just make $13 for 17 pesos of avocado? Isn't that wild? It's like wild what avocado toast costs. It's literally half
1: an avocado if you're lucky. If you're and a slice, a single slice of bread. Literally for the cost of avocado toast, you could buy a bag of avocados and two loaves of bread. That's what and you can do. And a bottle of Cholula. <laughs> Thank you, Cholula. You must represent Cholula in the public Always. inheritance.
0: Sidebar, now that you're in LA, you have to try the Tapatio Doritos.
1: Doritos? It's so funny because my bottle of Tapatio was literally just empty yesterday and I was like, gotta get some more Tapatio. Gotta get an Instacart.
0: There are Tapatio Doritos. Wow, they are no. hot as fuck. <laughs> I suggest eating them with a cheese dip.
1: Yes. Ooh, that How- sounds good.
0: I also suggest eating them with uh tongs because your fingers. Really.
1: It's okay. like it's
0: like rubbing your hands through red Kool-Aid. <laughs> but the, when the, but the, but that situation. Yeah. Worth it.
1: Worth, worth it. it. Worth it's it. A, it's,
0: it's a beautiful time to be alive but yeah i always think because like it's comics like they always want us to do our own shows and it's just like because somebody was like well what are you doing a show about your wife?" and i'm like rami has already broken the mold for that yeah if we're not that's like i was like i'm not i'm a black person who grew up in atlanta John <laughs> glover already did that <laughs> What do you want, what do you do you want the fact that I grew up in a Latino neighborhood is that what we're gonna go for? Is that what you want that my first the worst boy I ever dated was from El Salvador and one of my and his cousin who was on Gangland like is that the story you want me to tell?
1: Yes it is yes it is that's what we need that's the future liberals want.
0: But I don't want to tell that story because I grew up in the suburbs and I didn't understand why my neighbor was on Gangland because he was lying <laughs> lying through his fucking teeth. Ah, uh, but it's, I don't want it because, so yeah, so hopping back to why I was talking about avocado toast. Um, <laughs>
1: yes, writing packets. So
0: my manager was sitting there at lunch and he's like, Do you want to do writing packets? And I was sitting there and I was trying to find the best, most ladylike Christian way to tell him. And I was just <laughs> like, I said, I'm going to be a little blunt. He's like, Okay. I was like, What's the best way to say this to you? He's like, Just say it. I was like, Nigga, I'm talent. <laughs> um, I absolutely no fucking desire to be in a writing room ever, ever. I said, if I'm on a show, I want to be in front of the camera. I don't yeah. want to write someone else's story. If yeah. I'm writing a story, if I'm in a writer's room, it's my show. Like yeah. when I'm in the writer's room for daily show it's because it's my piece right. that I'm doing on the show. Right. Right. So right. It's right. still right. writing for me. Right. Ah, uh, me and Josh Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Cause most of, like, cause like if you see, it's me and Josh wrote it. Uh, ninety five percent of the time. Um, <laughs> shout out Josh Johnson. Uh, I said something the other day that made Josh just lose his mind. Um, when we were oh still a so months ago. Uh, so I don't know how we got into this conversation. We were talking <laughs> about sex. We're talking about comedians and how the nineties was a
1: time. If you were a black comedian with a dream, no, you again, got a no, shot maybe on
0: ABC. Right, and I was saying I, don't, I was saying I don't know how they got in this conversation with Josh, but oh, a bunch, all the right, all the black people would be in his office, uh, you know, all of us. One time there were so many of us in there, Devin who is his office mate. Every time he would walk out, Devin's white, and every time Devin would walk out and come back, there'd be another black person in the <laughs> room, and Devin was like, "It feels like a magic trick. Like every time he <laughs> comes back in, there's four or more and more." So there was one time we were sitting in there and I don't know how this came up, but the boys were talking about, um, whether or not they had ejaculated into a woman, right? Con, which are basically like talking about condom usage, right? Yeah. And, you know, talk about someone who's in a committed relationship and a non-committed relationship. Um, and, you know, and Jabuki was there so he was talking about, you know, when he's dating people and they looked at me and I was like, I don't, I don't. I don't do that. And I'm like, what? And I was like, listen, no man has ever shot up the club. That's not how this works. <laughs> and Josh was like, what? No? Really? And I was like, sweetheart, I'm saving that for marriage. And yeah. Josh lost his shit. Why? Yeah. He just couldn't even? Because I think that I said that I'm waiting for marriage. For some man to shoot up the club. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to you. I- <laughs> He said, cause it's, the logic is crazy. And I was like, the logic isn't crazy. I don't don't want to get pregnant from some dude that I'm not married to. So yeah, Yeah. I'm not going to let some dude, I'm fucking shoot up the clock. It seems, (laughs) it seems like a very logical thing to say, but he was just like, it's just, but I, I have learned recently, uh, that it is the logic itself is sound. Yeah. But the way that I'm explaining it is what's wild. Interesting. Because all my male friends are like, no, it sounds like a great idea. But the fact that you're saying, I'm saving it for marriage, it's what's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> it's like, maybe well, I just don't support women.
1: Maybe, I, maybe I'm protecting myself till marriage. Thank you. Thank you're you, protecting. You. Maybe it's not saving, it's not really a present. It's more like you are protecting yourself until mm-hmm. you can trust a bitch. Mm-hmm, and I respect mm-hmm. that. I respect that journey. I agree. I mean, you can't really, I mean, you know, I'm, luck- I'm luckily the person that I took the leap with is the person. But I also kind of was like, he's the person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. knew because I was like, I don't know. You know, because I, I grew up in New York. Dating in New York, it'll teach you that these streets are wild. No one can be trusted.
0: Listen, I wish I could even learn that lesson. Um, It's been a hard, it's been a biblical drought. I think it's the 10th plague. I need Moses, Abraham, and Isaac to come help me. And then a a quarantine started. Right, right. Girl, girl, tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds. Well, it's good. It's good you're not wearing your underwear. You know what I mean? Listen, even if I catch a breeze, there's a, like, it's, you can't really even see in my, be- like, you can- really can't see in my apartment. <laughs> so no one's seeing anything. And I'm just like, huh, who are we here for? Now, when we're talking about dating, we have to talk about the pilot episode. Of course, of course. Vanessa uh, goes on the date with the stockbroker and she was like, oh, he's so fine. He has a booty that makes me want to be his, his wallet. wallet. Yes. Question. When did we start looking at men's asses? That's what I was thinking too. I was like, I've never heard a, like
1: outside of TV, I've never heard a woman talk about a man's butt. You know no. what I mean? Like, it's not like in real life, like not in real life. If like if anything, I find a bubble butt to be a bit much.
0: A well, gentleman. I don't. I don't care about how I I don't care what is now I catch myself looking more at butts and I don't know why, but I still don't care. I'm just like I just wanna see what this whole man looks like. Like I'm just interested <laughs> to see what's going on. Yeah. Um I'm more interested to see if he has a strong back. That's what I'm wearing like that's what I'm here Interesting. for. I want a strong back, nice arms. Yes, I'm yes, 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 arms.
1: I see, yes, yes, yes. You want that cut.
0: You want that yes. chisel. Not like it don't have to be like a hard chisel, but just something mm-hmm. where it's just like like a because I've seen like chiseled little arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't want a little arm. Like yes, if your arms yes. are like small. Like mean, I have a big arm. But like I like man arms. Like I look, like like Cause there's one dude he just hook up with who was little. But his arms were still nice. <laughs> and that's what you were in it for. You were in it for the arm. I was in it for the dick. Uh, <laughs> but he was a very sweet man. I miss him. Um he is a very sweet man. I miss him. He's not. He's not yeah, with he's, the Lord. Not,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not deceased.
0: Right. He's not. You know. He hasn't left He's, deceased, he's deceased to
1: you, maybe. Just, just. But not nah, deceased. The word.
0: Well, you know, quar. Things happen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's risked it to come. You know, uh, shoot up the club of protection. No one's done that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but when they were saying the stockbroker dude, I had an idea of the dude. I was thinking about like. Who would the guest star be? Like mm-hmm. who would have been that nineties hot black dude? Yeah. That only said a few lines. Yeah. Like a lot of like day like a lot of guest star, day player yeah. work.
1: Leon coming through.
0: Right. That type. And, and when that guy showed up and I was like, ah, this is who I was thinking of. Yes, yes, yes. Was it yes. who you were thinking of? See,
1: to me, I was like very underwhelmed. I thought he would yes. be like no. a little more something.
0: Mm-mm. He couldn't be because they had a, they had, I guess the words breached, broached, introduced uh, the idea that Mark had a crush on Vanessa. Oh yes, 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 yes. I so
1: understand. he couldn't
0: have been that dynamic and interesting because I was like, because when Uncle Jesse came in the in the uh, second yes. episode, that's what I thought was going to happen, right? Because it was just like because he's like I'm going to get my hair cut. She's like, oh, you don't have to cut your hair. And I was like, huh. Eh? Yes. yes and then he started talking about the hair gel and i was like what are we what
1: i know what? i was like what are you doing they're both they both had such voluminous hair in that moment a true power couple holly robinson just rail thin she could have fit uncle jesse's jeans mm-hmm. and so i, I was thought like, is this is something
0: i thought that was gonna be like a fun little situation then it was like michelle going uncle jesse nobody cares about your hair and then he's just gone i was like wait what the what? Well, wasn't that so weird
1: about that episode I was like he she can't he came to say she came to say sorry okay I'm gonna leave her here why on earth would you leave your niece with just
0: like the substitute teacher for two hours that didn't make any sense because I think there was two grown women in the house but they were also
1: having their like sorority party so I don't understand I thought she was coming by to be like I'm sorry here's a present
0: and instead she was there the whole damn night that was very confusing to me. I'm like, why is she going to be here for the next two hours? I thought you say sorry and leave. It's also, why did like, Uncle Jeff, Like, why is she... Because And then you find out she was supposed to be there to be the nurse.
1: But, like, say, obviously it. she's not really the nurse. She's a six-year-old child. She can't even reach a cupboard. It Tiny, does not
0: make sense. No, but it's also a fucking 90s sitcom. So, of course... Oh, no. <laughs> And then you saw he was afraid of the frog. Why'd you bring the fucking frog? Like, it was just like.
1: Yeah, who let her. Is that like Uncle Jesse, like, that's what I mean. And maybe your mom was right. Because these people did not know how to raise children. Why would you let her bring a frog in a box to somebody's house? Why would you leave her with three strangers? It'd be mm-hmm. different if he was the regular ass teacher. He was a damn substitute that only made it through the first 15 minutes because he broke his tailbone. His mm-hmm. coccyx. His coccyx. And it was so- just like, what are you doing?
0: I was like, y'all want the show to make it so bad that you just put uh, Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen as they were credited as one human, as they would do back in the day, where it's like, this is twins playing this one kid, but no one can know. Um, Yeah, I was like, why the fuck is she finna be there? They're like, oh, she's gonna be here for two hours? I was like, she's gonna be there till the sun goes down. Like, there's no way. And then with the sorority thing, they started doing their call, and I was just like, Okay, white people aren't gonna get this reference. <laughs> black people are gonna get this reference. Right. So they just yeah, they just mix like the deltas and the AKAs call on i was just like, oh, this is you could have just made a whole new Yeah call. Also, <laughs> who a black person had to tell them about that,
1: right? Right, right. And do you think there were black people in those writers' rooms back then?
0: Nah, I mean, I Mark don't, Curry
1: had to have told him.
0: Mark Curry had to say something, or Don Lewis, or uh, yeah. Holly Robinson Pete. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute. I don't... What? When they did it, I was like, what? What? <laughs> uh, but the girl who played Yvonne that he had a crush on, she used to work a lot back in the 90s. Yes. all that. The 90s made you think that everybody had a lot of fucking hair.
1: Right. Right, right, right. It was very full. It was all kind of like curly and yeah I would say curly like like it was like a very like a a big beachy like not fully tight curls but everybody somehow was like wavy and
0: full I don't know if there's a roller set that you do that with like it yeah like it was like late like eighties like late like mid to late eighties early nineties everybody was in a suit even mm-hmm. me <laughs> at eight years old had on a a war suit yeah, yeah with um, shoulder pads yes 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 i distinctly remember being in pe in the third grade wearing a suit with shoulder pads yes um and shorts uh because it was a matching set um oh, bless oh because i was always dressed like a grown woman because i never had it i never was shaped like a child yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i had to wear that so <laughs> now what are some of your favorite characters from the show um i
1: really i mean as i said i love me some mark curry dimples when i was younger i thought he was just the cutest thing i ever did see
0: he is a cute (laughs) man he's He's not fine yes he's he's
1: a cute man right and like being i could see like when i was watching it again and i was like oh yeah like of course this is what a um 12 year old would think is cute you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like because he has like a baby face and so but he's like tall so you're just like he's a tall
0: baby (laughs) that's how i sometimes think of trevor like just a tall 10 year old
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true but i think i realize like considering who uh who i'm gonna marry like i like a baby face like i now realize i'm like i think like i kind of like a baby face but you should have facial hair you see what i'm saying like you shouldn't look like a child but like Mm. i do like a soft feature i like a soft feature i I like Mm. a delicate man with some stubble going on
0: I don't like a delicate man. <laughs> Only because I just like, you don't have to be a fucking like, I don't need to be a rough neck since we're using, ni- <laughs> since it's the nineties. Uh, I don't need a, I don't need a rough neck, but I do need to know like, if something's about to pop off. Yes. Yes. I yes. need to be able to look to my left to go, Hey man, you just go, you're fine. Uh, yeah 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 yeah.
1: i do i wish i had had that sensation you know like to be like oh i'm taking care of whereas like half the time i'm like i'm gonna be the one who's gonna have to jump in front of the bullet you know i'm like you know oh, you no. never know he
0: could jump in front of it
1: i don't know it might whiz over his head that's and so hit me funny. square in the nose
0: that's so funny maybe the shoulder because like yeah. i did always have a thing i did always have a thing because like, i do have a bit about like i don't Like, I, you know, dated a guy for a long time where if we hugged, our ears would touch. And I was like, I don't ever want to do this again.
1: (laughs) You didn't want to touch ears?
0: No, I want to be able to, like, because I have a whole bit about it. And I was like, I, when I hug a man, I want to hear his heartbeat, not his thoughts. Like, that's just.
1: (laughs) Okay, fair, fair.
0: But the dudes that seem to like me are the ones who are fucking eye to eye. (laughs) no dude I don't want I'm we're, I'm 5'4 I don't I don't know I've also been told recently that uh it's like well you're single because you're picky and I think that's the thing that men say to women because they're like uh you should accept any and everybody who attempts to speak to you right like you shouldn't have standards right like I shouldn't yeah. have fucking standards and I'm like right sir <laughs> I am definitely on television. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the Emmys twice
1: you you should have the most standards
0: dude i got I gotta at least be able to go with a, like I got at least date a dude I can take to the Emmys right exactly exactly correct, correct.
1: you need to be somebody who you can take out in public somebody who is not going to embarrass you, someone who is bringing something to the table.
0: All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. Now, did you like? Do you remember
1: liking hanging with Mr. Cooper when it came out?
0: I liked the show. I was always confused why Don Lewis left. I do always I remember. Like, well, I don't know where she left, and then when Geneva showed up, I was a fan of Geneva um who was geneva i didn't recognize
1: her. she showed up in season two but i didn't recognize her from anything else
0: she was son her name's sandra quarterman i don't remember her doing yeah. and i didn't see anything, anything else. else anything else um she really I do, gave me
1: raising in the sun energy like when she first comes on she's like very much like acting it's like a lot of she's giving me the theater she's giving me a play yes cousin mark, it's a very cousin mark and like, she's okay.
0: and she's from savannah
1: Mhm.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. she was in the Pelican Brief. She was on All My Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. hanging with Mr. Cooper. Sandra is the given name to What? No, Sandra Quarterman Yes. So yeah, she was yeah, her main I think her main credit is hanging with Mr. Cooper. Right. Um cuz she was on seasons 2 through 5. Right. Uh, with Raven liked, Simone. With Raven Simone. So she comes in also one. I don't think I know how old Raven Simone is.
1: (laughs) I know. I think she was, she probably would be our age. Like I feel like she was, I think she's just always been small. So maybe she played younger. Cause isn't that what they do, right? Like you have to know how to read. (laughs) And like you look like you're four.
0: Yes. When it's just like, I'm three years old. Then why are you, who's teaching you these lines? Um, (laughs) But yeah, because it was like, because she was a teenager on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay, she's 34 right now, so she's actually younger yeah. than the both of us. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So then. That sounds suspicious. <laughs> because she was a teenager on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and then she was a teenager on but that show. No, so- she
1: starts off season, when she comes in season two, she's seven years old. Her character is seven years old. So so on hanging mr cooper yes oh i thought she was older no she's supposed to be seven and then obviously season three then she'd be eight nine t- she, she only gets up to 10 on that show really and was, did
0: she just come off of cosby show at that point too because cosby show ended in what, like 92 wait also i hope to go to god this girl's a millionaire okay so <laughs> i here we go. This is exactly what I needed. 85 to 93 is Cosby show. Yep. 94 to 2001 is Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Wait, to so 2001? I thought it was 92 and to 97. F-
1: and, and movies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So 92 to 97 was Hanging with Mr. Cooper. She was in uh The Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Doolittle. She did two episodes of My Wife and Kids. Then two thousand one to two thousand eight was uh That's so Raven and Cheetah Girls.
1: Yes, yes, Cheetah Girls. That gave Never us forget. what's her name?
0: Adrian Balabon, whatever her name is. Which one? Adrian Bal the girl the um she's on the reel now. Oh yes, yes, yes. hmm Yep, yep, yep. Those cheetah girls
1: managed to make it.
0: I they didn't really think They really were here.
1: But they are they're they are out here and they
0: have managed to stay in the game. Well, Adrian has. I don't know what happened to, because it was Raven, Adrian, and then there was a black girl. Was there only three of them, right? Right, there were three. Oh, the other one's on power. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. guess they are working, because, ah, so then from 2000, yeah, so 2001 to 2008 is That's So Raven and then Cheetah Girls. And then 2009 to 2014, Was her on Broadway uh, and some other projects. She was on, raven Simone was on Broadway? It looks like it. Chris Rock's documentary, she was in Chris Rock's documentary, Good Hair. Um, Well, she talked in Good Hair, yes. Yes, and then she did a couple movies. Uh, There's some Disney original movies. She was on a, abc family show called state of georgia
1: what? what i forget abc family is a thing i forget that like abc family is a channel all the time i know it's like now Freeform, i think but i forget it all the time I mean, there's a whole nother there's a whole nother world there and i feel like the whole point of abc family is like teens and tweens you know what i mean like, yeah shows because
0: because yeah because that's what the show uh the network Grownish is on Um
1: <laughs> but like do you rem- like looking at the first couple episodes of Mr. Hangling Mr. Cooper the extent to which Holly Robinson was the girl Holly yes. Robinson was it of the 90s and I feel like I forgot that cuz apparently she had been on 21 Jump Street right before Oh, people loved her on Twenty One
0: Jump Street. Yes,
1: so like that was where she popped off. So like when she came on, because I know it was like she it was like Mark was sitting there. Then Don Lewis comes in, and then Holly Robinson gets a grand reveal. You know what I mean? When she like comes to the door, she's our big she's our big player. She's who takes it up a notch.
0: She is, but it's just like I feel like after like her and Don, like because I don't know why Don Lewis was only on the first season. Because I always liked her. Yeah. Um, and you do hope that it's not like they pushed her uh, out.
1: I know I was like very hoping not, but maybe she was just like.
0: I'm I just want to sit down.
1: You know what I mean? She'd come off of a different world, went right into another show, and then she was like, you know what? I'd like to rest.
0: Lord knows if she managed her money, she could take a rest. I mean, and that's the crazy thing because, like, people don't realize is like, people think, like, prime example, we're talking about the Jeffersons. Um, oh, her name just went out of my head. Fuck. The woman who played Florence.
1: Florence and the
0: Jeffersons. Florence on the Jeffersons, her name just jumped out of my. Head. She was um Mary on 227.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Marla yes. Gibbs. Yes. So, Marla Gibbs, Jeffersons was on for 11 seasons. She mm-hmm. didn't get a raise the entire time. <gasps> what are you telling me? She from the first no. day to the last day she did not get a raise. So when they did and then they were just got canceled, they didn't get an end episode or nothing <gasps> and they never knew why. Because they were actually on, uh, what was her? Name? Ah, was it? It wasn't Sally Jesse Raphael. It was. We just talked about this. I'm telling. This was quarantine brain. I know, Ricky
1: Lake. Remember Ricky
0: Lake? Was it on? Ricky? I remember Ricky Lake, and I remember was Ricky Lake being. Ricky Lake was fun. Um, let's see, Jefferson's ring. It was on. Ah, oh, Joan Rivers. So it was on the Joan oh, Rivers show. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, Jefferson's yep, yep, yep. Had a reu- the Jefferson's Had a Reunion. Thank you, Judith. And um, the dude who played the doorman, mm-hmm. who was in half the number of episodes Marla Gibbs was in, he was talking about how it was so great on the show and they would get a raise every oh, year. No. And Marla Gibbs, and then Joan Rivers looks at Marla Gibbs and she just goes, mm-hmm. Oh, Shit. because she had revealed that she was making the same money from the first season before that guy came on stage wow that's wild and he was like oh yeah i bought a house and that and and she uh, just went mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. no and he was in half the number of episodes she was in that don't make any fucking sense
1: well we know why this industry we know yeah we know why,
0: why. we know why <laughs> But yeah, Holly Roberts and Pete was it. I remember watching, like, I think I was too young to really appreciate 21 Jump Street. Yeah, so me I was too. I like, didn't
1: see her. I didn't see that.
0: I was like, what the fuck is that? Fame, I didn't think I appreciated because I was too young. <laughs> so I was like, so they just dancing in high school? Okay, this makes sense. <laughs> sure. All right. Fine. Um. So I do want to get to one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> And that's Ooh, called gorgeous. That Black-Ass Confession. We have music, but I always make a little noise because I think it's fun. <laughs> so, Naomi Echoperigan, friend, mm-hmm. Roman, countryman. Um, so, Black-Ass Confession, for those of you who are listening for the first time, and for Naomi, who is probably hearing it for the first time, uh, The Black-Ass Confession is a TV show or movie that is black- that you have not seen or or, mm-hmm. a black thing you cannot do. I'll give you examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for one, have never seen Baby Boy or baby's kids. Wow. And do not plan to do so. Not, you ain't seen baby's kids? Listen, my mom thought it was too grown when I was little. <laughs> and then by the time I got older, it had been quoted to me so much, I felt like I saw it. <laughs> and then we you know I've not seen uh baby boy because you know everyone knows how I feel about Tyrese so <laughs> and then the other example is black like I can't really play spades I think I know yeah. what the rules are but then I yeah, always yeah. re-nick so I'm I'm on that yeah Eric What mm-hmm. what is your black ass confession
1: there's so many um <laughs> you know my inability to do hair legendary my mother literally was like what kind of black woman doesn't know how to do hair so that's just one
0: that grew up going to the salon Thank you.
1: But then also, what have I not seen? I'll tell you something I haven't seen. Empire. Never seen an episode of Empire. None of it? Never an episode. Nary wow. a clip. Wow. I know. I know. I don't know. I feel like I know. This is, it's, it's something I was, I was worried. I didn't know if I was going to tell you that or tell you that I hadn't seen C before. But I haven't seen Empire. You know it.
0: Have you seen Fear of a Black Hat though? Yes, I have. See, Fear of a Black Hat. Better movie. Okay, okay, then good, 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 good. But it's I feel just like, funny. I
1: love Chris Rock. You know, like I've always loved him. That I was like, I should have seen
0: that. I should have seen it. But
1: um, I mean, there's there's
0: so there's so much to see, so much to do. Yes. So much to watch. Um, I have not said this. I don't think I said this, but I have not seen um, Us. Wow. Is it because you don't like scaries? Exactly. Wow. Okay. I understand that. I understand that. I do. I don't like a scary movie. Did you see Get Out though? I did because that was for the culture. That was the first yeah. one. Yes. Um, But it was like. Oh, this is, like... Not only was it scary, but it was, like... A realistic scary? Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very tense. Yeah, but, like, Tales from the Hood is, like... Oh, yes, these are all things that are happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It was, like, this makes... No, this is too real. So, since Get (laughs) Up was too real... And then I was just, like... Because I was literally watching it going... These black dudes gotta stop fucking with these white women. And you're gonna get kidnapped <laughs> by her family. And you're gonna put in a person's... Butt. You're in trouble. They're gonna steal your body. Like, that's why... <laughs> because I was watching it on a plane. Um, no, I started to watch um, it on a plane and realized it was a bad idea to watch a scary movie on a cross-country flight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I was like, well, let me watch this at home. I think I watched it at home. And I was just like, no, no. No, no, no. With no, no, no. With people? Or by yourself? I think I was with people. Okay. Um... I think I was with people, but it was just like, I, um, I can, I'm on this thing looking at, like, it says 100 greatest black movies. And on this list is Monsters Ball. One. What? I haven't, that is not a black movie. I think they think a black movie is any movie a black person is in. Wow. Uh, okay. Yep. Was this, is this on Buzzfeed? I, I think mean- it's, I think it's Rotten Tomatoes and editorial. Uh, <laughs> It's the 100 best black movies of the 21st century. And I don't think they know what a black movie is. Monsters uh, some of them make sense, and some of them are like, Monsters Ball was not. No. Madeline's Madeline. Is that even. In- Y'all playing. Um, <laughs> they're just throwing shit together. Uh, one movie that I wish people remembered was the movie daughters of the dust oh my god
1: girl you're so funny you say that because there's this british show called flack sophie okonedo is in this show as like the head of a pr firm and Mm -hmm. she like puts fucking like miranda priest like the devil wears prada to shame she is so fucking good and i was literally like daughters of the dust because she was like the lead in daughters of the dust and she's so you know like nervous and scared and like it takes her so much to come into herself and now she's playing this like bad boss bitch who just like is destroying everyone around her you have to see it especially if you love daughters of the dust because, so, you because appreciate this is saying
0: this. that it was
1: starring Anna Paquin but like Sophie Okinedo's like the boss. She's like her she's like Anna Paquin's boss. And literally she said somewhere she's like, stick your tits in a socket. Whatever you have to do to get it together. Like she, wow. she's like, literally she has so many good lines. It's not even funny.
0: You know what? I forgot she was in. I you know what? I I think when it when it comes to movie, I always think of um Wait, was she in Daughters of the Dust*? Yeah. No. What? She was. I'm looking at her filmography right now. I got to look at her
1: filmography. What?
0: No, girl. What the hell am I thinking of? I don't know. Yellow Mary? I don't know.
1: This is upsetting.
0: Definitely was not in that the hell was she in i don't know what you're thinking of i don't know what i'm
1: thinking of either i'm not thinking of ace ventura when nature calls
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not thinking of that because yeah i don't know i don't know if any it. of these people ever worked in anything else
1: now i gotta find out who's in daughters of the dust this is i'm shaken to my core <laughs> I don't fucking remember anything. This is a terrible black ass confession. My <laughs> confession is that thought Sophie was in Daughters of the Dust this whole time. Nope. God damn it. Well, now I gotta watch that. I gotta mm-hmm. rewatch that. That was my mother's favorite movie. So she would like have it on. Um, And at the time I would have been, what, when it came out, I was like Eight. And it would just it, be on. It was like a good decade where that movie was just always on in the house.
0: It came out in 91. It was in 91 at Sundance in January September, 91 in Toronto. And I don't know when it came on TV, but I can tell you to this day, if I get one of those huge, like, if we're out and about and me and my mother's like one of those big, like, Kentucky Derby yeah giant hats yeah we call it a yellow mary hat (laughs) is the only way we refer to giant hats i was like mama look yellow mary hat because i remember that movie because the old lady in it one she had that bottle tree Mm -hmm. um which we found out was witchy so (laughs) i remember being like when as i started growing up i remember seeing it one it wasn't just black people with bottle trees like, I would see it in Atlanta, but I would see it at white people's houses. Oh. And I would just be like, the fuck's happening over here? <laughs> what are you doing over here? Um, But I I, did, I definitely need to watch that movie as an adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why in the 90s we were all learning about, like, Gullah and Geechee culture. I don't know why we, that was something that was started. I guess, like, but the 90s was just so black. Like, I, I think that's when we all learned about Juneteenth. I know.
1: <laughs> well, it's true. It's so true. The 90s were so... It, feel, it was such a resurgence in, but also, like, African Americans being into African things. You know what yes. I mean? Like, that's when everybody started rocking a kente cloth. That was when everyone started celebrating Kwanzaa. It mm-hmm. was very, like, 1993, the nexus, I feel like, at its peak.
0: We're all in all of the colors, like we're in yes. every. Um, and Shilewa always says that uh, Shilewa sharp said that yellow is made for black people. I agree. We I look agree. amazing in this color. I know. Um, but yeah, so I was like, I was wondering because like with Juneteenth being so huge this year because of everything that's going on, I was like, what are we, what are we doing for Kwanzaa? Are we doing Kwanzaa? Are we doing Kwanzaa? I
1: know. I know. I feel like people are going to do Kwanzaa this year. I Even think though Kwanzaa they're... was created in 1967. So it's like... Surely truly was. You really can't get like too... People can't
0: get too attached, you know? But... I mean, but Juneteenth was created not... in, you know, 1865. So I don't know. I don't know. I know. But it was like black people... He was like, well, black people needed something. And all the words were in Swahili, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I know. Because most of the people who are descended... From Africans who were enslaved in this country, because I found I say that I reference that I say that in a different way now because people just say slaves is a way to like refer to just black people or just Mm -hmm. our ancestors. But I like was looking at something online and it was just like these are people who became enslaved, slavery like being slaves wasn't their vocation, right? Right, like they didn't go around (laughs) being like black people, y'all looking for some slaves? We out here, like that's not what happened. (laughs) This wasn't like in Roman times we' were just like all right you're a slave you know I guess that's not what the deal was yeah um so most of them were from West Africa mm-hmm. and most of it was in that you know Crescent of Nigeria and mm-hmm. uh you know Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana and all through there so I was just like why were we none of these languages that's not that's not my manager I mean there were people that 67. came right there I mean there were people that became enslaved that came from Kenya but white people were like why make them walk across an entire continent <laughs> when we could just get the ones that live on this side yeah yeah and do that right here. but Naomi I know you gotta run and I do want to ask you friend 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 yes. friend friend yes. what do you think people should take away from this show
1: what you should take away from hanging with Mr. Cooper is that a black family can look like anything it mm-hmm. can be a substitute teacher, two gal pals, and then eventually his cousin and her daughter. <laughs> and that is just beautiful. It is a chosen family. Was it the original pose? You know, Hmm. who knows what it is to have a group together. The house of Cooper, you know, house of abundance. Um, Mm,
0: The house of teaching, the house of learning. The house of
1: reading. (laughs) That is a key takeaway, and I hope everyone is um,
0: lifted up by that. Amazing, friend. Amazing. (laughs) I want to thank Naomi for joining me on the show today. We talked about how a black family can look like anything, how quarantine brain is a thing and has been taking me out recently, and how Naomi has not seen a single episode of Empire. I mean, wow. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith, and I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on that black ass show. A podcast network.